what's up everyone hey what's good what's good we're back yeah yeah we're back we're yeah, back yeah uh, yeah episode three right we got the boys back on the call doing this from remote one day boys. We, hopefully we can be together we got mark jeff Kadan, and my boy denzel so start it off man how's everybody's week Good, great, man. Great, great. Look, always look forward to doing these Sunday podcasts, man. So here we are. I'm, a, I'm not gonna lie, I almost forgot about it this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah, we figured. No, it we, know, we know, we know, we know that. Yeah, I was laying in bed. And I was like, "Fuck!" I feel like I got something to do this morning. I looked at the. Uh, I, I was like, "Oh shit! It's nine o'clock." Right. <laughs> And the crazy thing is, like, it's not like we don't have a group chat that he can see that we were talking about <laughs> for the next day. You know, every day, every day. I was on time. I was on time. No, you were. You were. You was more than on time. No, 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 exactly. not being on time, but just like forgetting. Like, just forget, just forget. We were oh, just yeah, yeah. About yeah. Well, you know what it is? It's because uh, I didn't even notice that Jalen shared the uh, the link with oh, the us. Zoom. Until, yeah, I didn't notice until he shared the link with us until 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 this morning. I, so essentially, what Mark just tried to say is that he mutes, our, he mutes he, he mutes our group chat. Yeah, it's like conversation. <laughs> That's no, how I got from that conversation. No, I don't. I don't mute. I didn't. I don't mute the conversation. I just didn't check it. My phone. My phone fell, so it was under the bed. And you know me being lazy, I I, I wasn't really finna um, get it as soon as I woke up this morning. Are you outside? Yeah, back to you, yeah. caller one. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, we're happy that you fixed your audio, bro. Are you guys? Is it are you guys getting a lot of snow up in uh, New England today? Yeah, we 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 got some, um, and then it just kind of blew away and then melted, and then it's it started again. Um, I think on Wednesday it was really random. I like walked outside when I was working, and I saw my car was covered with snow. I had no idea. So <laughs> hey, we're supposed to get like that a was really inches random. today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. On Tuesday, I think it's like a, a northeaster. Yeah, yeah. On Tuesday is the real, it's the real deal. Kadeen, do you get the most snow up north? <laughs> I mean, up, oh, you know, so upstate, upstate. Honestly, My boys in the Adirondacks. To, yeah, so it, it's supposed to snow like six days this week. Um, so basically every single day. It's brick. I'm on the lake. There's a lot of wind. Even it's like colder right now. Um, step outside. You, get, you going yeah. to ice skating yet? Ice fishing? Any of that? Fuck, there's people out there. I'm not dabbing with that shit, bro. <laughs> 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 um, all right no, that's good um let's get into it everyone have a good week but uh phones were buzzing that massive conversation was the stocks this week stocks oh were man that was every oh, it was, it was um, robin every, hood was legit robbing the hood so <laughs> let's let's talk about that um for yo those that don't know uh robin hood had to temporarily what stop everyone from buying a certain stock, and that was that was that was GameStop. Everyone had to. No, it was a it was the whole market. AMC. Yeah, it was a it was all the all the ones that like the Reddit users were all the meme stocks. So BlackBerry. Yeah. So they stopped the purchasing and the selling of all those stocks on their platform. But then I saw I saw the other I saw the other stock apps like come out and say that if you wanted to transfer over, you can transfer over your um. Your your stocks from um from that wow. from that one app yeah from that one app and transfer everything over. So, so the reason basically a, a summary a quick summary is yeah yeah to there was some uh, there was there were people in the higher end of the market that went out and was just like yo we're gonna buy this and we're gonna inflatuate the prices and then they were selling it and then. Robin Hood was just like, yo, what is this activity going on? We got to stop it. And they weren't allowing people to buy or sell. Am I right? Or Yeah. Hey, Jeff. Right. There's, that's what there's I got. A lot of different angles to this and like, I, I have a lot of thoughts on, on this particular story. There's a lot of plumbing that goes on behind the scenes of Wall Street and with not just the brokers, but they, they there's just people called market makers. So the people that receive the the, the commissions, hypothetically, because this whole thing of free commission trading, it's not necessarily free. There's people behind the scenes who receive 
who receive money on bid and ask spread. So when you when you buy a stock, there's always someone on the other end, a third party who receives um, like lit literally just change, like nickels, dimes, pennies of that spread of the stock that you're purchasing. So Robinhood, if any of you guys knew, Robinhood received, I think it was close to a billion dollars in capital on Thursday. Robinhood does not have the capital to pay those market makers, to pay the people who they're, they're um, on the other, on the other side of that trade. So the market makers, the, the clearing houses, 99% of people, and I just found this, this shit out this week. There's so much plumbing behind the scenes. Nobody knows exactly what's going on. And in my opinion, Robinhood just didn't have the capital and liquidity to actually pay those people. So they had to halt trading. Everyone else had to, they said, yo, like we don't have the capital to do this. Let's stop everything right now. This shit is out of control. Robinhood limited trading to other companies. So Starbucks, you couldn't buy shit in Starbucks. You couldn't buy shit in AMD. You couldn't buy shit in, um, what was the other one? General Motors, like, or limited shares. So um, it just shows you how unprepared Robinhood was, in my opinion. And it just exposes a lot, a, a lot of the fraud that goes on behind the scenes. So to just um, piggyback off of what Kadane is talking about, right? Um, I feel like Kadane and I do the most financial research for the group. And this week I was figuring out, you know, what is shorting, right? What is shorting a stock, right? Everybody's talking about these hedge funds shorting uh, these companies that are extremely just terrible, right? This um, A lot of people like to compare what's going on to something that happened before our time as like millennials or people that are like, no, people that are mid twenties, mid thirties that are now trading stock for the first time, right? So short selling is a fairly simple concept. An investor borrows a stock, uh, sells the stock and then buys the stock back to return to the lender. Short sellers are betting that the stock they sell will drop in price, right? So meaning that these huge companies Right. These hedge funds that have all these algorithms and all these like the smartest people on the stock market go to a hedge fund so that they can get the best price and they kind of figure out what the stock market is doing. Right. So you have these million million billionaires in one company. Then you have the average everyday investor. Right. Who kind of was prompted up by Robinhood, Webull, these kind of individual companies and taught on the company. Right. And then they went like, okay, GameStop is a shitty company. I could probably get some really mean returns because people are definitely going to short this stock, right? Because this stock is plummeting. So it's really just making money on the downfall of a company. I'm just going to keep it a stack. It's, it's stupid because after this company gets all this money, where is it going to go? This is a terrible company, terrible company, right? And my second thing is about Robinhood, which was kind of revolutionary for everybody. They did the whole zero commission thing, right? So once the average person is hearing that, oh, you don't got to pay commission fees on, on the front end, at least, right? Because we found on the back end, they're getting money. On the front end, I'm not going to go to a big, huge Fidelity or E-Trade company. And I have this app on my phone that looks completely different, right? So ultimately, I learned how to short this week. I'm... Gonna share my information with you guys later. Um, I'm, uh, I'm shorting on Monday. I'm, short, I'm shorting on Monday. I'm doing a short call, and I'm also um, call. I'm doing a, a a a call option on Monday for this stock that I found. So there's this. There's this. All right. So also for the people that don't know, you could literally go on the in, on the internet, find out what the, the richest people are trading, right? And then look at their portfolio and be like, why are you trading this stock? Right? Why are you trading this stock? And a lot of people don't know that. You could literally go into Warren Buffett's portfolio and mimic him. Whereas he's buying hundreds of thousands of shares, you could probably buy 10. Right? And these are reasonable companies. These, these hedge funds or these billionaires are trading these companies for a reason. Like yesterday, a Vanguard ETF, not yesterday. Friday, a Vanguard ETF bought like a million shares of this penny stock. Why? What the hell is an ETF buying a penny stock for? Then to come to find out that the company that they're buying it from is suing another com a, a new another company that it's a it's a um, competitor. And if they win that lawsuit, they get to run and monopolize that sector. 
You can find it on the internet. So you buying this new stock? Oh no 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 no, that's OG. No, I'm I'm buying this eight dollar stock. Um, we can go into that later. I'll I'll give you the rundown. But it just it's it's kind of crazy that everyone's talking about stock now. So it's kind of saturating the market. A lot of people are trying to get into it, and I love it. I love it because it's another form of wealth, right? We talked to I talked to the boys about just starting new um, streams of income, and I I love to hear it. I'm 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 listening to video people that do video games talk about it. ESPN, but also that's kind of worrying. It, it's showing a bubble. Right, um, we can explain what a bubble is yeah. for people that don't know. It's just a, a, a kind of like the market, a, a market within a market that's going to explode. That's what happened in two thousand eight. I recommend I watched The Big Short this weekend. Also, I recommend everybody watch that. It's it's available. Go find it on your backsite website that you can watch movies on, or you can watch it on Netflix. Um, but The Big Short, I highly recommend it. I don't like watching movies more than once. And I watch this again. If just kind of understand what's going on right now, because the housing market was a bubble also in 2008. Majority of us were alive that are listening to this podcast. And to kind of understand what happened through that time, it's amazing. It's just amazing to understand what shorting stock is. Everybody thinks of buying, 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 buying stock, especially the average, the average um, Joe. When you first get in, you, know, you hear about buying it, but also you can short stock, meaning that you could also get money on the downfall it's called hedging but that's that um that's all i learned this week and it's amazing bro it's it's, it's so funny just to see everybody talking about stocking your, on your tl all over social media and you know uh, i'm happy could i i've been telling kidane all week like i'm extremely happy that he's put me on with the people that that he put me on to because they're explaining it to a t you know so right uh, over at worth house yep and spirit animals. Uh, and what do you guys think? What do you guys foresee being the the long term to you know what's going on right now? Right it doesn't now, make any sense. It I doesn't make any sense. Like, <laughs> I honestly, um, I don't know. I I, I really I really don't know. I've There's no fundamentals of, in what's going on. Yeah, I've I've heard a lot of theories. It's like if, if GameStop goes to a thousand and capitalism done, hedge funds are bankrupt. Like, what's the real chance of that happening? Um, not to mention investing into investing in a company that is not even that profitable, even you know, yeah, apart, it, you know what I mean? It's and then you know, GameStop has, I mean, the share price is last time I checked, I don't know what it is now, but who knows what's going to happen this week? Um, it was they, like well over 300, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, like, can they raise capital from this stock? I don't even think they can. I fucking hate GameStop. Insiders. Yes, the funny thing is, GameStop is going out of business. Anyone here is going out of business. And this, and you guys call, and you guys call this herd behavior, right? I 100. percent It's 100 percent herd okay. behavior. Yeah. Well, yeah. Wall Street bets originally, I know when I think a week ago they had about three million people on this. So this is subreddit on, on Wall Street bets. They had three million. I think it's up to seven or eight million right now, just in the span of five days. I hopped in their Discord this week, and it was so funny because oh, everything's encrypted. I saw the um, the research that's been putting on. There was one post in particular back in December. I forget what this dude's name is, um, what his Reddit name is, but he ran down a whole like theory and case of GameStop and why it's there's good reason to get in here. And it was just a ramble in terms of knowing this CEO and this what this person's doing, what this hedge fund's doing here, and it was just completely organized and just orchestrated and planned and executed perfectly. And everybody caught on to it. And it's just fucking crazy how it started by that one post. I'm, I'll try to find and send it to you guys later, but um, it goes into so much detail and this shit worked. This shit worked, but who knows how it ends Denzel on like to answer your question. I, I really don't know. Um, it's going to end back. I, the stock's going to return to earth, but I just don't know when that's, when that's going to happen or, um, or how that's going to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And um, one thing I did see in like the one upside that I did take away from, you know, the, everything that's happened more recently was that the gains that people have made that they have put it towards like good use. Of, mm. For some examples, they put it towards charities, which I think is good. There's the one good thing that's came out of this, you know what I mean? Because people have obviously made some significant gains off of this. So, for sure, no, for sure. I, I saw someone. Um, he, I think he paid. 
his daughter's like hospital bill or something like that. I've seen people pay their mortgage, stories about people paying their mortgages, paying their student loans for like the entire, like the entire year. Um, so there's definitely some good stories. I know this this one guy, his name's Warren Kitty. I was watching his YouTube videos yesterday and he does like seven hour streams of like analysis for GameStop. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. He made like um, 15 million and, and it's, yeah, it's amazing. But there's also people losing a lot of money, which um, is going to continue to happen. So yeah, the stock market's crazy right now. But I feel like the only reason this is happening is because everybody's at home, right? Even mm-hmm. college students. Like mm-hmm. I could even imagine being, could you guys imagine being at school right now? Imagine being at Norwich University doing a Zoom call like this for class and we're all in the same class. I, that would be nuts. I would hate, I wouldn't, I, I, like, just, just come on. Like, it just, it's just like, you go to school, like, imagine now we're in, um, what, Mr., is it Mr. Yang, Mr. Lee? We had that finance. I, I was on my computer the other day looking at my Google Docs, and it, it had a finance sheet, and it was, it's literally, and it's so crazy. We actually do learn this as business majors, Denzel and I, right? We learn this kind of stuff, right? But so far, so okay, right? Remember that? So yep. far, so okay. And just having this guy trying to teach you about shorting stock or any of that stuff, but you didn't understand. I didn't understand that, especially the way he, he teached it. But what I was looking at, did you see, um, Kadane, that Josh Brown and his whole team did a mock stock? Is that called like a, uh, it's called like a paper yes, stock? I, yeah, I participated in that. You yeah. did? What place did you come in? Let me check right now. Um. <laughs> so, so basically, they ran a game. And they were literally trying to beat the S&P 500 and a bunch of people that they like mess with came above them. These are not mind you, these are hedge fund managers. Like these guys, they see what money looks like. And then now they're playing a game. This one guy only traded 11 times while Josh Brown was trading over like 90 times a day doing shorts, swings. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you boys this question. What do you, what do you, what advice do you guys have for somebody who's coming into the stock space like right now fresh. Uh, i would no. say not to buy not to buy gamestop don't yeah, buy that man. shit don't i'll tell you that right now don't touch man. that honestly like when it comes to this i mean uh, huh for beginners and just and just, and just stocks in general not just well i would just say GameStop, i would just stop but i would just say lay a foundation don't try to do day trading right now learn about long term right we have a bunch of books we have a book club guys um Hold on, I'll, I'll pull it up real quick. But For beginners, I would say put your money into a broad-based index fund. If you don't know what an index fund, it's basically just a basket of stocks. So you're you're diversifying. Um, the more diversified, the less risk you are. But then again, a lot of people have different risk tolerance, you know, different appetite of risk tolerance. Um, but if, 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 if you're coming in, you're not really sure what to do, um, go look up the S&P 500 index fund. Go, go on a uh, website like Vanguard Fidelity where you could buy an index fund of total stock market or S&P 500. <clears throat> um, and just read their sites like Investopedia where I got started just in, you know, learning the terms. Um, then of course you get into books and we could definitely speak more about that um, in the future in terms of what books I, I recommended and what I've read and what, what, um, what's helped me. But yeah, I would say start off with index funds then you could then dabble into individual stocks, ETFs, you know, thematic ETFs, um, options, of course, is, is, a, is another world of futures. Is, is a yeah, OD, OD. And you, and you guys OD. recommend uh, taking a long-term route? Yeah, I would say long-term, just so you can get a foundation to understand what stock looks like, because trying to learn what short-term is, I would say it's a little, like, again, first of all, anybody can this do stock. personal preference. Yeah. No, 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 Everybody, anybody right. can do stock. If you can read and write, anybody can do stock, all right? They make it seem, and I say they, the, I would say the elite, make it seem like it's so hard to uh-huh. do so that you were paying them to do it for you instead of taking the time out. When you, you know, instead of watching the game, I know it's like, uh, it could alleviate some stress, but if I bet you, you putting a little bit more money in your bank would alleviate some stress also. But instead of watching the game or watching any TV, just take a, a couple minutes to understand what the hell is going on. YouTube, YouTube, I would say heavy YouTube. If you can learn how to tie a shoe, you can learn how to read a graph and see when to enter or exit a strategy. But um, I would start off with reading. <laughs> I love the comparison, man. No, like, I'm telling you, no, it's, it's easy. Grabs. I'm telling you, it's easy. <laughs> um, but I would start off with Rich Dad, Poor Dad. 
off rip, easiest book to read for I'll an investor, that. right? Rich Dad Poor Dad by Robert T. Kiyosaki, easiest read. I would then I would go hardest like the next is boring, but you have to understand that stocks are boring. That's why a lot of people can't get into it, right? Long term stocks are boring. Um, I would say read the Intelligent Investor, right? And I just downloaded um, uh, Kadane. The what's that book that you had that you told me to read? Um, not the man who saw the walk down Wall Street. Oh, random walk down, walk down Wall Street. Yeah, that too. These books are all. I I think um, the psychology of money too. I think a, a very big part of the of the market too is is gaining a psychology and um, uh, like behavioral, um, like learning more about the behavioral side of, of how the market works because. It's 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 an upswing. It's a downswing of emotions. That's literally what the market is. So I think the better you understand how to control those emotions, the better off you you'll be um, in the market. Because you can wake up and see your portfolio, you know, in blood red, in the negative, and you'll be like, "Fuck! I want to sell. I want to sell everything." And you go ahead and sell, but then let's say in the next two weeks the market's market up, rebound rebounds you know, crazy percent or something crazy happens and you miss out on those gains and then you're like fuck it then you go and buy at a higher price and you're like that you just lost all your money and like um it's about controlling your emotions and yeah and getting a hold of that and um the psychology of money by um, morgan house was a great book as well um which i just started reading and yeah i mean i would say start start off with a broad-based index once you start learning more, um, then you could dabble, like I said, into individual stocks and, and everything else. But, you know, also come up with, establish your risk appetite, know what your risk appetite is. Um, you'll find that out along the way. I'm, I'm fairly risk averse, so I'm, I'm pretty conservative when it comes to, you know, taking on risk and, and trading options and doing all that shit. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I would recommend. I know, I know a lot of people have a lot of different preferences, especially starting off. Now you're seeing, you know, the, the real gamification of the market. So people want to dive into options, but just know what you're getting, you know, know what you're getting yourself into. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm taking a huge risk Monday. I'm like, fuck it. Um, and it's so funny because you have to have capital to do this. I'm uh, you, you, you're nine to five money. If, if you're working a job and I, you know, this, this is, I don't know what our age demographic for the podcast is, but if, if you're just now, you know, three or four years out of college, you know, you either just got your first apartment and you kind of don't have that many pills to pay, bills to pay, you don't have any kids, or even if you do have a child, you could do this. But I would say the, the less responsibility you have, the more risk you should take, right? So I could honestly say that I started off with the um, unemployment checks I was getting after I got my um, Department of Labor, right? I didn't get the stimulus, right? I wish I did, but I saved up my Department of Labor unemployment checks every week. I didn't touch it. And then I was like, all right, I was looking at, you know, I was reading my books. Um, Robert Karasaki, he really got me, uh, He un I understood multiple streams of income would make me happier. I said so right? Yep. So I took that money and I just dived right in. I was like, oh, I'm gonna make a mistake, whatever. And I could easily say that I've I, I probably lost over three to $400 on the stock market, but I've also gained over a thousand with the short time I've been trading. So <clears throat> me, a nobody, no type of financial background information, just read a couple books, YouTube videos, and also, you know, kind of bouncing off my ideas with another friend that I had that was in the financial sector, or even just talking to a group of people, did a little bit of something, right? It's better than a little bit of nothing. Understood? Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah. so it's like, it's kind of crazy, you know, thinking back, like, oh, like even just growing up, right? You had those growing pains, like, damn, I wish I, I, you know, you're thrusting into the game of life. And you're like, I wish I would have saved that seven dollars. I, I, you know, I spent as a as a ten year old buying uh, ice cream I didn't need at the time. You know, it's a very dramatic um, example, but I'm like, I really, I literally think about it. Like, dang, I wish seven year old boy. No, I'm just saying though. Just think about it. Like every, like, like you know, we're not fortunate enough to have like a trust or, um, you know, just yeah. money in our 
back pocket that our parents, you know, you know, like, you know, you have a, you know, an inheritance baby. Like you just, yeah. oh, I wish I could just make a mistake at 2000, you know? So you just get your little nine to five money. Don't spend it on your jeans or going out to eat. Like, I'm not saying you can't do that, but I'm saying it'd be easier not to spend it and then put it into something that you could flip. Is that simple? Yep. So more of the story, everyone, do your research. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, know what you're getting into. Um, Yeah. Do do your research. We're not financial advisors. Um, I think that's like a good disclaimer. Yeah, we're, I'm. I do not know what I'm doing. I'm figuring I, yeah, it out. As same, I go. same. I'm. It's I'm mad in, funny, yo. Don't, <laughs> don't listen to me. Um, no, I just just get started, people. Like, yeah, just do just, it. Just oh, I'm gonna do it tomorrow. No, just do it. Just do it. Today. I think you can take and you can take that same concept and apply it to any other aspect of your life. Okay. Like instead of just instead of just sitting on the idea of something, to just take that chance, take that risk, take that step, and apply yourself you know, kind of mold yourself to whatever it is. And like you said, apply those skills. And at the end of the day, it's like, you'll appreciate that you took that chance on yourself rather than, again, like we, we all hear once you get older, the biggest, you know, thing that they wish that they could kind of get back is time and I... that they have regrets, you know what I mean? So it's just like right now, make the most of that. And that's what this podcast is too. It's a ch- we're taking a chance on ourselves. You know, we're yep. taking a chance, like, we had this, you know, we all had this idea of just recording our conversations, and that's exactly what it is. It's crazy that you brought because I was literally just reading this shit. Like. I was, I was gonna send you a picture of it yesterday because I wasn't sure of the book cover or who was um, the author of the book, and I was like, I'm just gonna buy this one, whatever. If it's there and it's the wrong one, whatever. Fuck. It's a good reason. Gotta do it. Just load up, load up the clip. It's a sale going on right now. That's another thing I want to talk about. <laughs> when, when, when if you, if you see red. Just buy some more. It's like it's it's like I don't um, know dude. Black Friday. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. That's oh, how you, it's, it, it, it's about getting your cost basis down. There's a there's a there's a formula to it. And once you get your cost basis down, if you don't know what cost basis is, it's basically the average of where you enter the position with with a stock. So you buy, you know, it's sixty, and let's say stock goes down to thirty, the cost basis is is thirty. Right. So that first time you bought the cost basis was 60. You bought it at 30. The cost basis is 30. And it's going to go back up to 60. Go back up to 60. And then it's gonna you go back up. It, you know what I mean? So, yeah. All right. Well, now that we know how the, the market is changing, something that's changing all the time for our boy Denzel is the fact that he's a father. And him being a father, him being a father, you know, he's having to you know, overcome a new person in their lives. Uh, and obviously doing with his partner, it's definitely something that none of us have experienced. So Denzel, uh, without further ado, like how, how are you taking fatherhood right now? How, what, what are you, what are you loving? What are you <laughs> hating? Um, what do you just, what do you, what's your take? I, I think with anything going back again, stocks being a parent just the concept of just being a sponge to it just absorbing everything in that avenue and that's exactly what we've done so elena and i you know fortunately have been able to be together every step of the way when while she was going through pregnancy when she went through labor and delivery and now that our beautiful baby boy canaan is earth side we again we are still very much teamed up and responsibilities in everyday, you know, parenting, which I, I think is crucial to the foundation when it comes to raising a child. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I love every second of it. Obviously, this is something so new to us. So again, we are just leaning on one another, absor- consuming all the information possible that obviously, you know, you know, relates to us and our situation and how we want to go about parenting. And at the same time, too, being very selective of the information that we are kind of consuming, too, because there is an abundance of you, what you should, what you could do. At the end of the day, like I said, everybody's going to parent differently. Everybody's going to raise their child differently. And yeah, I mean, so I think, honestly, we are just 
we're just taking it all in and uh, again watching being so fortunate enough to watch him grow each and every single day which is the craziest thing but loving every step of the of this process because we know at some point he's gonna he's going to be a, a full-size adult and I'm not gonna be able to hold him in, in one hand and kind of swaddle his butt if that makes sense so mm-hmm. so like let's say for example, like these decisions, even if they're small, these life-changing decisions that you two have to come and make, is this something that you guys do on a fly or is it something that you guys always like talked about, you know, leading up to the birth of your baby? Because it can be I, simple I, as like, hey, he's not going to eat this. And it's like, oh, I, we didn't talk about this, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think the best way to answer that is just kind of going into every situation with like grace, grace for yourself, grace for your partner and not being so harsh with one another. Because again, this is such a newness for both of us, for all of us, for our families, for, for you guys, for myself and Elena. So I think just going into every, just in, like every situation with a lot of grace and patience, because of course he is as a baby, like they're, there's no blueprint to how he's going to be, when he's going to be a certain way, what you need to do at this certain time. You just need to just read the signs and babies are, they're pretty easy. You know what I mean? For the most part, it's make sure they're clean, they're safe, they're fed. Them sounding the alarm and crying, like it, they're indicators of any of the three things. And like I said, you're, you just, you, you, you kind of just, you adapt and you adjust and you that routine kicks in and you understand what your baby likes, what he doesn't like, what works for you guys, what works for me that doesn't work for Elena. And that's another thing too. We, she has, again, like I said, things that work for her and I do things as far as soothing that work for me. And that's, that's just that. So finding that in between and that balance definitely is crucial. What do you guys, when, are you when are you guys planning to have kids you talking to me no well you are you gonna have another one or you are you are you planning on another <laughs> one anytime soon? uh well we ideally we want to have we definitely i definitely want Kanan to have a sibling me i would love a basketball team of starting five you know what i'm, I'm saying? weak i'm weak <laughs> <laughs> but, but reality five. presents it self otherwise and when you are thrown into the fire and you are seeing just, and that day-to-day of just raising just one life not not throwing another one throwing a third wrap your head around that that's a lot so ideally i would like to like i said i would i'm i love a big i would love to have a big family but being a little bit more realistic and practical, I'll probably talk myself down to three. But again, it's not me. It's not my body. I'm not the one, you know, having babies. So it's going to come down to what Elena wants. So that's, what, that's what you ought to always say. What, however many numbers, just like it's not your body. Yeah. You know, you're, you're not the one going to be pushing in, in labor. So it's like, if you're looking for any kids right now, Jeff? <laughs> you know, right now, that's not on our agenda. Our agenda is to save up, make as much money so we can live at life and, and be fortunate enough to bring someone into the world. I don't think at this I'm thinking about that. I am I am engulfed in debt from Norwich. I just want to <laughs> let you know. I'm drowning. Norwich, I, I forever. Norwich, Norwich has been my permanent roommate since I moved in. Um, hmm. So I, I'm trying to get, get her out. They ain't getting uh, no money. They ain't getting no money from me. I'm going to jail. Uh, yeah, just honestly being more financially free. See, the thing that I think is p- pretty fortunate for Denzel is like, you know, you're you're at home. You know what I mean? Like, imagine if the world was, you know, pre-COVID. Um, how would that be? The dynamics might be a little bit different. You know, someone having to go into the office, you know, then it's like probably hire a sitter. Um it's a lot of moving parts, but like for for your sake, you know, everyone's confined to you know the house and they're around, able to do whatever it is, and you know, um, more connection and more cohesion with at least your relationship and, and just being parents. Yep. Um, and so that's, that's pretty good. good. I mean, and going I'm, back to that, it's it's a it's interesting because you're we're so used to that traditional you know parent style that mom stays at home 
she does everything for the kids and the family mm -hmm. that goes out to work he makes the money dad comes back home has a few hours to spend with the kids and then it's just uh right back right back into it the next day and the next day and the next day so i find it really it's 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 really satisfying to see that a lot of fathers parents in general are finding that balance finding what works for them and like i said that stigma that mothers stay home they take care of the kids and dads go out and they they make the money it's 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 a new day it's a new age and parents are raising kids together every step of the way which is beautiful I want to microdose my kids on LSD when I have one. Jalen, what? What? You never thought? Of, yeah, I never thought about that. Jalen, what? The Jalen. Has that been done before? Are you going to use your kids as a guinea pig? I might just kids? be. I, it I might. Can. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. My. I don't. It has. I'm. I'm. I'm doing a research right now. I Disclaimer to anybody Mark, that's tapping in and listening to this podcast: Do not microdose your kids on LSD. Mark, you're muted. Bro. It's making me enjoy playing with my kids. Is microdosing mushrooms going mainstream? Yo, Jalen, when you do that, we'll all visit you in prison, bro. I'll make sure I'll write you. I'll write you, you a week go letter, bro. Because, for your demo, bro. Yeah, bro. There's definitely people that do that. Children. I just won't say nothing. It's, just, it's okay. It, it, like, until uh, until your kids Jaylen, get you old enough and they go to school now. and they start acting weird. And then next thing you know, they get fucking teachers like, what's it's going on? They're like, daddy keeps giving me stuff. It's, it's called microdosing. It, it opens up your brain. Jay, no, the Jay, it's called is... Jay. It's called so drugs. Jaylen. It's not called microdosing. So it's called so drugs. Jaylen. Child Jaylen. abuse. That That's what it's called. Jaylen. That only opens up your brain once your brain is fully developed. So once your brain, if your brain's not fully developed, all that's going to do is adhere the development of your brain. So you got to wait until the child's at least. You got to wait until the child's old enough that their brain's like the same thing with weed. Like your brain, your brain, especially as a man, your brain's. I, I think it, it's your brain's fucking. <laughs> Developing until you're like in your twenties, bro. So like, well, I'm you, thinking you know like, my, if I microdose <laughs> by the age of five, right? Teach it tricks, bro. Out that's gonna algebra. fuck them up. Be a yeah, this isn't a no, monkey, bro. Jaylen. This is a child, bro. Right? Well, uh, Jaylen, that's, that's not. Jaylen, that's not how geniuses are born. They're, they're either I feel like that's how it happens. They're like either adapt to it or they're not adapt to. Adapt no, to no, it. no, no. They either do like play Mozart while they're pregnant. And then they microdose as soon as they get off the board. I feel like that's why. But I let me, but hold on. I got a serious question for Denzel, though. Enough with the whole microdosing thing. Because Denzel, I know you you and your lady are from both different um, uh, ethnicities. You know, you coming from a Haitian background. Is there anything in particular that you're taking from the Haitian culture and making sure that your son grows with? Or, you know, or is it kind of just uh, you taking it day by day and you haven't really given that much thought? Or, you know, I... So what's your game plan with the, the like the, the culture aspect of it? Because I know your parents are both Haitian. You know, it's, yep. it's, it's a Haitian heavy. So are you going to make sure yep. that he grows up around that and he learns the language and teach it to him? So what's the game Absolutely. plan? Absolutely. So like I said, we are definitely going to expose Canaan to it all. Mm -hmm. not and, and not just the cultures that we stand by, just all mm -hmm. cultures. You know what I mean? We want to yeah. expose him to everything we want to like i said allow him to be a sponge and be able to experience it all make decisions when he's ready to make those decisions as far as like preference but yeah i definitely think that we are going to expose him to the caribbean and the haitian culture and elena is italian and she's scottish so and french canadian so we we want him to be able to know where he where his family comes from and know the ins and outs to that and all that comes with that. So we are definitely, we are definitely going to allow Canaan to be a hybrid, and when it comes to you know c culture. Yeah. Okay. Um, one thing that I will kind of touch on, I guess, is, which is huge, and I think I kind of already touched on it, is spousal support. So mm. now you've had, now you're you've you've just found out that you're significant others pregnant right then and there you you have to make her a priority in any in every way shape and form you have to make your partner a priority when it comes time for labor and delivery she's a priority not you now when the baby's here she's a priority the baby's a priority so self-sacrifice and spousal support i think is huge understanding yeah. that you need to put other people not just a little bit before you, but so far above you, just because you know the, the benefits that they are going to reap. 
if they're given your support, your love, your attention on a daily basis and are never having to question whether or not they are going to receive that love, that affection, that attention. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like I, like I said, being, being there for your spouse and your significant other every step of the way and, and kind of going off of that, doing all the things that you, you might not love to do. Like wh- whether so I, a I thing you hate to do, what's, what's the thing you hate to do, bro? Come on. That was one so of the questions I, I asked in the beginning. You have to have one yeah. thing. <laughs> uh, one thing, if there was an easy button, like, boop, it got done. You're just like, Word. Okay, okay, all okay. Right. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. So I actually just said to Elena, I was like, honest to God, I wish there was a device that made it <laughs> so that when the pacifier fell out, it was like magnetized <laughs> and could flip back in because babies they don't have that mechanism that when they pop it out on by themselves for whatever reason that and at the at a newborn stage that they can just they can they'll grab it and they'll put it back in so now you're forced to stop what you're doing go to wherever the baby is plug the baby up and hope that the the pacifier remains so i think honestly if there was a an invention, I don't again correct me if I'm wrong. If anybody is aware of it already existing, if there was an invention that made it so pacifiers when they fell out, they somehow magnetize themselves back into its original position. Because I can't tell you the number of times throughout the course of the day, throughout the course of the night, where that is the soothing mechanism that works for him and keeps him quiet. And the second it pops out babies, that, like I said, they don't have that mechanism where it, when a pacifier falls out that they can just be calm. They're, they immediately mm-hmm. result to being fussy and crying and you end up having to get up, stop what you're doing to go plug them back up or wake up out of sleep. So now imagine a half a dozen to a dozen times that you're having to do that over the course of a nighttime you're yeah. in and out of sleep throughout the night. That's you know what I'm saying? That's, that's annoying. Something <laughs> as little, something as little as that, and that's what, and that's where that self-sacrifice comes in. Where, and patience, and spousal support. If I'm seeing that Elena is exhausted and she's had a long day of breastfeeding and pumping and being a mother, and I'm, I have that energy in the nighttime to allow her to rest, and then you take the reins and be dead. Like you're supposed to be, you know what I'm saying? And not Mm -hmm. having it. And the biggest thing is not having to have everything be a conversation. You should just know what you need to do. You know what I mean? As as a man, as a father, not everything needs to be made into a conversation. You should know what you need to do and what's going to benefit the baby, what's going to help your significant other, and what's just going to create a, a positive environment all around so I think that's that's huge too you know even though I don't have a kid just living living with my lady you know there are just certain things that I've just learned to do because it, it makes her happy and just keeps things smoothly just like helping right. around the house like you know yep. I wake up every morning and I make the bed because she likes to take a nap during her when she during her work break and she appreciates when the bed is made you know like if exactly. she uh, she usually handles the bulk of the dishes but whenever whenever i notice that it's a night that she's already in bed or she's not feeling to do the dishes i just hop on that like i don't even ask her about it i just hop on and i get the dishes done you know what i'm saying so it's kind of you got to kind of learn your partner and then you'll learn you'll learn the little things that they appreciate because that's what it's all yep. about making your partner feel appreciated you'll yep. learn the little things that they appreciate and you'll get those things done and, and it won't have to be a conversation it just becomes habit absolutely and that, and like i said that concept is it pertains of it's not just for me as a parent like mark just said yep. he's dealing he's doing the same thing in his house within within his the confines of his relationship so that same concept applies across the board just knowing the person that knowing the people that you spend that time with knowing them in and out and like i said not having everything to be made into a conversation because again fellas let me tell you something there's nothing more that than doing something without being asked to do it you know what i mean and i can assure you that your significant others each and every single time they will appreciate those the, the, the little things and the, you hear it all the time it's the little things that matter the dishes the laundry folding the bed um helping out around the trash. house but, and the trash trash exactly you know what i'm saying there are just certain things that fall on your shoulders and you just have to understand it's we're, we're not we're not 
we're not saying these are gender focused roles, but at the end of the day, you 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 got to know what you falls on as far as responsibilities fall on your shoulders versus you know your significant others, and that's that's just that. What y'all doing um Super Bowl Sunday? Uh, I think we're just gonna have food and watch it upstairs. Um, who y'all got winning? Try to. Mm. Are trying to bet? That's a, mm, that's a tough one. Um, honestly, it's like, I think it's a good matchup, man. Oh, I'm a it's Bucks a good matchup. Like a day. So, so, so I heard a uh, Stephen A. Smith brought up a very good point in this regard. He said, Tom, if Patrick Mahomes loses to Tom Brady, and Tom Brady decides that this is his last season, that Tom Brady is crowned forever as the greatest of all time because now, now this is two postseason losses that Mahomes has taken from Tom Brady and he'll never get that back. So, oh, facts. So I think this is, and regard, Mahomes has been in the league for three years. So let's, let's provide some clarity to that. As much as we're putting pressure on Mahomes, we also have to give him grace because he's only been in the league for three years, but at the end of the day, he is as great as he is, and so was Tom Brady. And when you're given the platform to beat the best of the best, you you have to you got to fill those shoes and you got to step up to the plate and do exactly that. So, if Mahomes beats Tom Brady, we we got to crown Mahomes as being. And granted, it's only three years in, but we have to give him his props. And I'm, obviously, most people have acknowledged how great Mahomes is, but if Brady beats. Patrick Mahomes in this Super Bowl this next Sunday, and Brady decides that for whatever reason this is it. Tom Brady is crowned forever as the greatest of all time. And you so know what? He loses. Brady had a hard. <laughs> Brady had a hard road to the playoff too. He had to go through the other goats. He had to go through Aaron Rodgers. He had to go through and Drew Brees. He had to go Drew Brees. He went through other fucking great quarterbacks and fucking. Tap that ass to get to to get to the Super Bowl. So you know, if that if this is his last ride, he's doing it right. Exactly. Oh, let me it's say this: if if he loses, is he not a goat? Is he not he's considered still, a goat? He's still oh, a, he's goat. a goat right no, now. He's, no, bro, he's he not. He's Tampa Bay. No, that, that's he a conversation to the Super Bowl, bro. Like I don't even I, um, so, like you know, I remember everybody was like, oh, Bill Belichick, this, you know, past nation, this. If you were the first couple of games of the season. I knew everybody had Tampa Bay written off. I knew it off rip because he, they weren't winning any games. And I know who, you know, who's the happiest right now? Petey. Petey is Petey? happy. Yeah, man. Yo, that man has never won Petey, anything, bro. Yeah, shout out to, shout out to Petey, man. And like, and I put this. You know, the thing is too, I put money on, I was like, Petey, let's put money on this. Cause you know, I'm a black quarterback guy. So I was like, Cam's about to eat in New England. Petey's like, nah, nah, uh, Tom Brady's going to have a better, a better year. I was like, all right, Petey, let's yeah. come up with a deal. But Petey's so soft. I love him to death, but he's so soft. He's like, he's like, no, no, no. He's got to tune in. He's like, I don't want to do this bet. He's like, I don't want to do this bet. I call, I call him soft to his face. He goes, I can't do soft. For those that don't know, PD, PD was our roommate in our senior. Well, Mark's roommate for like four years, and he ended up living with the three of us our senior year in a quad up in uh, Norwich. So PD, PD is a Floridian. That's who he is. He loves. The Bucks. This man will ride and die, even though they were losing. Two, all two, the, you know, know, three, two people he'll die for: the Bucks and Little Wayne. Little, oh, he, he loves yo, Little Pedro Wayne. would Pedro would suck some dick for Little Wayne. <laughs> Pedro would suck, all right, bro. Hey. Wow. Hey. Jesus. All right. Make yeah. sure I love it. So I let me let me reel this. Let me reel this back. Let me reel this back. Like I was trying to say, like I was trying to say, if so, but if Brady loses, Mahomes wins. And somehow, years down, Mahomes manages to win seven Super Bowls. I now you have to give you got you, you got to now call Patrick Mahomes the greatest of all time. How many Super Bowls but, does Mahomes need to to be solidified as to go? So if four, the same as Brady, another four. one this year, he beats Brady. Um, how many does he need? Six? Like, does he need to level the playing field with Tom? Does he need to? Like, well, I think so. First, first, the Chiefs need to be a dynasty, just like the Pats was. Like he, you know, you know the reason when you look think of the Patriots, you think of two people: Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, right? You don't think of anything else. You think of those two people. Randy Moss has been on the Patriots. 
Terrell Owens on the Patriots? Just no? I don't know. No. Shout out to Cinco. You're thinking about shout out. Ocho Cinco. Yeah, Ocho Cinco, right? Um, you know, uh, Teddy Bruschi. Uh, who else? Um, there, there's a bunch of people. Of, I'm not a Pats yeah, fan, yeah, right? yeah, but there's yeah. a lot of people on the Pat on the Patriots franchise. So then you would have to make the Chiefs a dynasty. Also, I'm talking about run after run. You know, and it's so it's kind of crazy, like to see the transformation of power in all sports. You can look at it, basketball, soccer. Like Messi and Ronaldo are getting older. They're about to get, you know, cycled out. You know, it's like it's kind of it's kind of crazy, like just looking at it and our age, you know, it always happens, but it's just something at our age that we've seen, like, you know, we've got to see Kobe play. We got to see Dwayne Wade play. We got to see Shaq play, you know? So, yeah, absolutely. But again, like we said, and we touched on the last podcast, it's beautiful to also see like those that have stepped into those positions of greatness and are still playing at the top of their great, their game. Again, for example, LeBron James in his sport and Tom Brady in his sport. So it's awesome to see that. Yeah, absolutely. But the thing is, you know, the conversation. So, okay, let's talk about goats real real quick. All right. What classifies someone the greatest of all time? Because I just finished watching The Last Dance for the third, fourth time. I can't remember. I love that. It's so motivated. It's a great. I've never seen it. I saw that. Yeah, I'm, just like, I'm just like, whatever. Oh, I don't like basketball, bro. I really don't oh, like Jaylen, basketball. Jaylen, 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 you you wear it's Jordans. much bigger you wear than Jordans. basketball. It's Jaylen, much bigger you Jordans, than Jordans. It's, it. it's about the mindset. It's yeah. Jalen. It's mostly about the mindset that Michael Jordan had and the mindset that, that drove him to be great. Like, he created – he would create situations in his head that didn't exist to get pissed off and ball out. You know what I'm saying? He it's like one thing. he would if fabricate. He, he would fabricate whatever it is. Like you looked at him wrong. He's like, he's like, damn, this boy just looked at me wrong. What he think he can take me now? And then he's go and just 30. ISO, call an ISO, yeah. and drop thirty on him. Like, and bully these people. He bully everyone in his time, literally. And, and so you need to watch you, it, bro. And what really, what really impressed me about that was just like at practice, he was the same person he was during a game. Like he was going a thousand percent at practice. Sprints, he was finishing first. Like. He was giving it all, like, and it was just like that shit. Like when COVID hit, I was sitting on the couch for like two, like for like two months. I saw that I was like, damn, I need to get up and go do something with my life. Like I can't just yes, be, man. I can't yeah. just be sitting, I can't be just sitting around and just and letting life just walk me by. So, so I, you, that's you how could, I started you running. Say, you could say the same thing with Kobe then. Like I, yeah, but Kobe, Kobe don't got a movie like that yet. He don't got a movie like that yet though. When the, uh, when Kobe come up with a documentary like that, I'm definitely gonna. You know what I'm saying, well, but you gotta watch. Yeah, Jay, Jay, it's much bigger than the the no, I'm just player. No, I'm, just, I'm, 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 yeah. I'm being, I'm being an asshole. I'm literally just. Yeah, watching. we know you. I, I haven't know, watched it. Yet. I haven't watched it yet. I don't think I am gonna watch it, even though you guys told me to watch it. But, <laughs> but I just, have, I'm, I'm, just gonna watch I'm just very, I'm just right, very bro. curious. I'm just very curious. What does that, what does that do for you? <laughs> not want to not, not to not want to tap in to find out what somebody who was the best of the best at what they did and their process and their performance and what they did to get to where they got and how they maintained that level of greatness. That same information that you consume in stocks and other avenues of your life and these people that you follow and want to replicate, but somebody that is that looks like you that paved the way for gotcha. millions Gotcha. millions of people why wouldn't mm-hmm. you want to kind of tap in to find out well my 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 biggest my biggest issue it, with with michael d jordan no, i'm just kidding michael jordan right is that the is the fact that i would say majority of the black community has supported this man through thick and thin especially with his shoes right let's just say jordan's is still a running on running thing right and this could be just as extreme it could be biased it could be whatever i have never i have never seen this man come out and do anything other than he donated. So he never speaks up. He never speaks up. I was about to feels, say that, yeah, because he yep. feels as a player he should just play. That's where you he have to watch. Yep. But you have to watch it. You'll see why he, he talks. He talks about that. He donated. He donated millions of dollars to this whole Black Lives Matter things when it first popped off. He just yep. doesn't and talk he, about that shit because and he, he feels like players should just play regularly every year. Got you. Got you. Got you. Got you. Like, All right, well, you gotta watch it exactly. Watch See, Jaylen, and this is what you don't know. See, you have one perception about him based on based on a bias on in things that you hear, but you don't want to give him the chance and actually look and do the research just, into him to learn. It's okay. 
I'm not, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. It's okay. It's, it's, okay. it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Um, all right, boys. So we still never decided. So who's winning the Super Bowl? I, oh, I don't God. know. I would love to see the Chiefs win it again. You know, I love, I love, I love Kansas City. Kansas City. Okay. I, I like the dynasty. I like the dynasty bill. Even though, shout out again. Shout out to PD. It'll be. I know PD's gonna be surfing on IG, going crazy. <laughs> I would. I could easily see that man running outside naked. If they and win. they're wearing the creamsicle jerseys too for the Super Bowl, so he's amped. Ooh, that Ooh. is tough. And then regardless, it's gonna be insane. Oh, it's gonna yeah. be the most yeah. Super Bowl ever. Everyone, high or low, high or low three. scoring. High, I think high. it's gonna be high high. 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 Yeah. high. high, no punts. I, I might bet on this shit to be honest. <laughs> I might no throw. Just like that. Uh, the thing is, like Super Bowls from a few years ago. But I'm ready to turn the ball over five times and still win a game. This is where I can't like bet. Like I turnovers usually what I go off, <laughs> but this man. He can turn the ball over five times and still win. So I, I well, don't know. you don't have to. You don't have to bet straight. There's also you can do. You can do the. Oh, you can uh, parlay on the score. Parlay, parlay. Yeah. You yeah. can. Yeah. There's other things you can do. You know what I wish? Right. I, every time super. Every time championship games come around, I always wish that I could be like a fly on the wall in the locker room mm. at the practice <laughs> facility while these guys are preparing for the 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 last dance, the big game. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that Energy brings up the question. Is just flowing right now. Everybody's hyped. Everybody's excited. Not to mention, like when you win, mm-hmm. they're all getting a nice, little, a nice little pretty bonus too. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. That brings up the question: Would you rather not make it to the Super Bowl at all, or make it to the Super Bowl and lose? Make it to the Super Bowl. And make lose. It to the Super Bowl and lose. Uh, because that—that's that, what I'm playing for. That's the highest goal. And if I went there and I didn't achieve it, I know I can make it there. If I if I'm just playing for nothing, like I'm, that's you can reflect. What's the goal? What's what what what's what's your overall goal? You know, you want to win a, a chip. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And not to mention, and not to mention, if you go that far and you lose and you lose to the best, it's like you lost to the best. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'll come back you know even stronger. I mean? Um, Mark, I know you watch the Ravens, right? Yeah. Do, do you think Do you think that they have a better chance next year? Like, um, what was their major downfall this year? Because I'm a their receiver. They're, so, so that's why that's why they went and they got uh they got they signed homeboy. I forgot his face, but he was old. Um, the Cowboys old receiver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, went, they went and they signed Des Bryant because all their receivers are small and fast. So they need a big body receiver who can they can throw jump balls to. They usually use Mark Andrews for that, but this season he was inconsistent. Um, so if they can find a, re- a big body receiver who can consistently catch some of these jump balls that um, Mark that would usually go to Mark Andrews, uh, that'd just be the game changer for them because their defense is already there. Lamar is going to make plays. Um, now they they got they got they got they got the small slot receiver who they can throw bombs to. Now they just need that big body, that big body receiver who can go up there and just make some physical plays. What about Yo, Mark? Um, on a real note, bro. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, this is totally off script. Mark's skin looks good. I was just going to give him a compliment, but whatever. Oh, thank you, bro. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, no problem, bro. All right, continue. Oh, Jesus. Are you going to ask him yeah. his, scare, his skin routine? Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll dive in there next, <laughs> next week, maybe. maybe if, if it's still popping. Yeah, that's, you're up there. Don't worry, bro. Put your, light, put your UV light back on. <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, Kidane, to answer the question, right, um, I'm on Weeble, because that's, like, my shirt paper account, right? Um... I am trading this company called Costa Marine. What do they I've seen do? this. I I don't know what the fuck they do, but I've seen this guy trading a hella shares of it on this thing. Um, I have no idea. It, again, that's terrible. You should go always go do your research. I'm gonna finish my research later. But I also I um I see GoPros on a downward trend, so I'm gonna try to short them on Monday and then do a call for this for this um coastal marine on monday also so it's going to be like a i just put 250 in my in my broker's account um i'm going to do 10 shares of another 10 shares of gopro and then short that while i have it in my long-term portfolio um and then also for the coastal marine i'm gonna do a call option and just try to get it to 850 right now it's at eight dollars um and then i'm gonna do it for February 19th so probably for a week two weeks and then hopefully it crosses the line into nine dollars and then I just fucking make bank 
Hopefully. So let me ask you. Let me ask you guys this question. What's uh okay? So for listeners tuning in right now, for all that we've said today, for all that we've said the previous podcast, but again, like specific to today, what's uh one takeaway, one piece of advice, if any of you guys have one, that somebody can take away from this podcast in any aspect of anything? Like, what do you, what would you want somebody listening to right now to kind of take away from what we said today? It's it's cliche, right? But just do it, like. Honestly, just start it because ultimately I'm coming to find out that no one knows what the fuck is going on. Like the rules are being made as you go. Like even just past week, Robinhood, like they're just like, oh, it's it's legal for Robinhood to just stop selling shares of a stock. I've never heard that. Thing, I've done it, it is though, because I'll and and this is where this is another part of the conversation where like it, it could tail off into the, the backdoor shit. The the service agreement in the, the customer agreement that that shit is definitely in there somewhere in the fine print. That says That's that crazy. So I got to read it every time I update my fucking yeah. Apple. I got to sit there yeah. and read it and be like, and fine. Like, cause again, you got to know, know what you're getting into. Yeah. You know? Wait, wait, wait. So that's like, the craziest thing about the big short, right? That they made these huge. All right. So the big short, Um, again, I talked about it at the beginning of the podcast. They made these huge, it's called CDOs, right? They made these huge agreements for just lumping in suburban houses, right? Like just the bonds off of, because people are like, oh, they always pay their mortgage. But in the fine, fine detail, they could raise your loan from 5% to 300% in the next week. So the guy looked at that and he was like, because again, they're like, he's like, have you read the CDO, right? The CDO is like a, like a agreement that you get on Apple when you're updating your shit. No one fucking reads that. They're like, the only people that read that is the lawyers. So everybody started giving that man hell, like, you, you're 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 crazy and it was like no like for real this the 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 um the stock market is good i mean the mark the housing market's gonna fall like no you're crazy you're crazy you're crazy like no for real it's gonna fall like who would you read it oh i read it in the cdo agreement no no nobody reads it but the lawyers well did the lawyers know what the fuck they were doing when they signed this stuff no so it's crazy that you do say that like it's in the fine print it's always in the fine print yeah. So, do it. Big takeaway, big takeaway. Do your research, yo. Do your research. Things are moving. Things are changing. Make sure that if you are going to hop on the party or whatever it is, that you got your ducks in order, all right? Don't just go in blind because that's that's a recipe for disaster, all right? Um, we're not experts. Like a disclaimer, once again, we are not experts. We just do this and we, you know, we obviously do our little research and we talk about certain topics and situations and we work together the experiences that we have exactly yeah and that's that's it so and that's and that's why we were so excited to even start this podcast in the first place because we know individually and collectively we have so much to offer and share with everybody so here we are sharing our experiences our day-to-day our routines you know our processes and we hope that you guys have at, at any point in listening that you guys have taken away something from this and you guys can apply this to your own lives and that it, it's it's benefited you or it hasn't. And if it hasn't, let us know. And if it has, definitely let us know. We'd love to know, you know, what you guys have heard from us and what you guys have applied in your own lives and how that's affected you guys. By the time this episode comes out, every time, by the time this episode comes out, we should have our uh, Assimilated Minds uh, Instagram page up and running. So, uh, feel free to check that out. Uh, send DMs if you have questions about health, wealth, uh, no matter what the topic is. Uh, feel free to uh, you know sh- um, to reach out. Feel free to shoot uh, shout us shout us out too. You know, uh, word you know the word of mouth is big. You know, let's get a, get us in as many ears as possible. Uh, it's be muchly appreciated. You know, um, and just let us know if there's anything specific you want to hear us. You know, touch base on, or if there's any topics you want us to go back and you know go into more detail and clarify things. Uh, Please feel free. Uh, just let us know. You know, I Denzel think we should drop this a- this Sorry. week. Hold on. Denzel said something really important this week. You and know, this is tying off of what uh, Mark just said. But it takes little to nothing just to share a post. All right. A lot of you guys or people listening, you'll, you know, comment and, and like celebrities posts. They have nothing really to offer you. Um to be quite honest, you're just liking it because they're celebrities or, you know, for whatever reason. But, you know, people in your hometown that are, you know, doing something beneficial to help, you know, others, um, not they don't get the recognition they need. So always remember that. Like your friend's post, share, takes little to no effort to do so. 
Um, not to mention we it pre- puts people in Go ahead. No, we we appreciate any and all engagement that you guys you, you provide us and it's only going to push us in the, the right direction. It's only going to allow this podcast to, to grow. It's only going to help us as as speakers on a podcast. So like I said, like Jeff just mentioned, it takes little to no effort for you to just show that that genuine love and support for those for people that you know. And like Jeff mentioned, like we're you're you're listening to people that you know, you've seen, you've at one point you've come in contact with. So we appreciate any any type of support that you guys you give to us. Love you guys. Right. Peace. Love you. Yeah, love you guys. Don't hang up. Don't, Don't hang up. up.